welcome to a spooky edition of Wasteland, a pop culture podcast. I mean, that's the best I can do, unless we got a voice modulator or something. Yeah, and I can't really do a Tony Todd impersonation. <laughs> and the Final Destination movies, that's the only like iconic voice. I can't do a Devin Sawa, you know? <laughs> Come on. Uh, you can't do can a you? Devin Sawa. <laughs> Give me your uh, best Sawa. Uh, death. Their death it's is all it's like, around us. Like after clear, us. <laughs> clear, yeah, right, clear. Just say clear a lot. Clear, <laughs> it's clear. Yo, if you haven't picked up what we are putting down, if you haven't stepped in what, wait, if you haven't smelled what we're stepping in, I don't know what the saying is. Either way, this is Wasteland of Pop Culture Podcast. I'm Dom. That's Nathaniel. We are back bringing you everything that you could ever want and right now the people are clamoring for it they're demanding it they want to know dumb nathaniel how do you feel what are your thoughts on the franchise of our generation us <laughs> elder millennials final destination well one of the franchises yeah it's it's what it's contested it's i think it's up there in the horror franchise in the horror genre franchise i would say it's this it's Unfortunately, Saw Oof. and Scream, which is yeah. having a comeback. It's having a resurgence. But those, I think, are the contenders. Probably, yeah. I mean, how many – this is the 10th Saw movie? Is that right? The one that's like coming yeah. out now? Jesus. And I've seen none of them. Ri you, no, come on. You've seen the first one. Nope. Really? I have a very, yeah, I have a very dumb high school story about me feeling left out with my friend group. And uh, I decided I'm not going to see the movie. And I just pouted in my room mm. one Friday night <laughs> or some shit. Um, so, yeah, that was my one <laughs> chance to see that movie. And I decided because I didn't see it, I wouldn't see any of them. And I just never did. Wow. I mean, I think I've seen maybe like... All in, of them twice. To <laughs> yeah. In total, maybe I've seen three or four of them. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But, they, well, it is interesting because there is something about the Saw movies. And I haven't really seen any of the Scream movies. I'm kind of the opposite what? Uh, from you on Scream. I think I've seen the first one, like, back in the day. Oh, this is going to be hype. I'm, 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 I'm loving this because, okay, hold on. Before you go into it, my whole pitch for us diving into the Scream franchise, because this one, it's going to be us more or less ranking and talking about um, how these movies stack up and how the returns diminish over the course of the franchise, yada, yada, yada. But with, with um, Scream, it's going to be a little bit more interesting because each of the movies is a whodunit. So you mm. not knowing who the killer oh, is, yeah. I think it'll I, be a fun experiment going I, into it. Me, me knowing and you not, if we can like play that up in I, some sort of way. Yeah. I mean, I do think I remember vaguely who the killers are in the first movie. Well, it's as soon as you turn it on. I mean, it's one of those movies that if you've seen it once, it's like burned in and it's so immersive in the zeitgeist that once you pop it back on, it all starts to flood back. You know, I feel at least for me with scream, you can't, it's one of those movies you can't forget. It's like Terminator or I don't know, just 
one of those cultural movies that's just like it's in your DNA. So we'll 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 dive into that later. But okay. So with Final Destination, you're saying that's more your thing. You've seen more of those. Um well I've, I mean, I guess like just naturally, like with you saying with or with you positing that, uh, yes. that, that you think uh like saw Final Destination and Scream were kind of like the elder millennial, uh, like big horror franchises. I would say I was about equal in terms of what I had seen from Final Destination and Saw. Um, Because I think I'd only seen the first three uh, Final Destination movies. Um, But I I guess the thing that I was going to say... um, I was going to bring it up anyways, but since you brought up Saw, I do think Saw has, and I, I would assume Scream, but maybe you can chime in on this. Uh, but but I, I guess this kind of launches us into the, into the discussion maybe, unless there's other things you want to discuss first. But it's kind of my biggest hang-up with this franchise, mm. having seen the whole thing. Um, and again, it's something that I think any good horror franchise should do. And what I think saw does, um, Ooh, I already know where you're going. We'll see. Uh, but my biggest hang up with final destination as a franchise is there is like no interesting or underlying Lore. mythology yeah. built out at yeah. all. There's, I know, I know it's, it's, there is nothing. And I'm like, how did you make five of these things and not, and it's just a reset every yeah time tony todd is literally the only yeah but and but he's not even in all of them he's only in three of no. them well he's in all of them except for four and the third one he's he does voice cameos oh well yeah so but, i know but i know even him he's just like it's so vague that it's like it's loose yeah it, it's it, lucid best yeah so that that was my biggest because i yeah, I don't know. I'd only seen the no. first three, and but yeah, I mean, there's just there's nothing here other than it's the exact same it's set. All, yeah, it's the exact same setup and execution every single movie, and it's just like I was thinking a lot about a lot of other like really laborious, and mm. it's like at the very least we we all have these criticisms for like how are they doing a tenth Saw movie and how are they sure yeah uh, yeah yeah doing another halloween movie but it's like at the very least even if they're terrible you can like latch on to this dumb i think i talked i talked to you about this last quote-unquote spooky season where my girlfriend and i we watched the last halloween movie and i i came on here and i tore it to shreds but for what it's worth at least they were trying something it wasn't good what they were trying but they were they were swinging at fence like they were doing something. Whereas with Final Destination, it's it's just sort of you're just starting over at at square one again with a new like core set of characters every movie, and you're knocking them off one by one. It it stops, and that's I agree with you that they should have started building something out and introducing a greater lore, some some sort of thread that tied together like your leads from the previous movies, your yeah. um, Alex Brownings, your Kimberly Carpenters, your uh, Wendy, I forget her yeah. last name. They, you know, like make, they all it, should 
like get some Stephen King shit in there. Have it's, them have the shine. Yeah, it seemed like they were maybe interested in doing that a little bit with the second movie. There mm. seemed to be quite a few. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I saw some hints. I mean, they, they were very directly referencing and talking. I mean, it was exactly one year later. Yeah. And, and it's like, I mean, yeah, they literally, there's no explanation for why the main character of each movie can have these visions. Right. Like, I, like my, my mind was like trying to dream up some crazy shit. Like if death is like, so these, the main kid in every movie has the ability to have these visions all to varying degrees. Like they're, th- that's it, something it, else it, I want to talk about. It's that the, the, rules the are device. All, yeah, the yeah. rules are all over the place, but it's like, it yeah. would be cool if there was some like, thing where it's like okay death is the one who wants this to happen so clearly death would be upset at someone having the ability to like foresee how they're going to die so what if there was some like angels and demons kind of thing happening here where like or there was something in the past of these people that like gave them the ability to see this or to like see the design of death because maybe they're not supposed to be here or something, you know, like, yeah, there's there. Yeah. I, I just like, my mind's already running with possibilities. It's like, why not do but something? Nathaniel, th- I don't know if you already know this, but there is a sixth movie in development. I mean, I was looking into it a bit, uh, afterwards. Yeah, so I, we're talking about this and I feel like, and but why I mean, they, I've heard, I just don't know why they would start now building out a mythology. Uh, why not start? You say this, but wait until we get to the Scream movies. Because, I mean, <laughs> they do build out a mythology, but it's not necessarily a good mythology. And then I feel like it starts heating up again around the fifth one. But it, I've heard other people say different, so we'll we'll see when we get there. But with these movies, at least, you're very familiar with the first three. This uh, endeavor... Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay, wait, am I not no, speaking I, correctly? Would you- I would say I was very familiar with the first two. I'd seen the oh, third okay. one, I think, once, and I hadn't really? seen four or five. Okay, so it, the first one was ingrained. It was like in my childhood. It's one of my canon event memories, specifically because I was 12 years old, I think, when the movie came out and I, w- I remember being in the theater, seeing the trailer and having to get on a plane days later. Oof. <laughs> yeah. So I saw that trailer and I was like, fuck. And it just stuck with me. And when the movie finally came out, I mean, of course I wasn't old enough to see it in theaters. I had to wait for it to hit cable, but I did. And it became like this weird, like obsession for me. It was like this movie that it felt more real to me than anything else I had seen because with Michael Myers, with Jason, there's something like otherworldly about those guys. You know, there's something that it just doesn't seem real. The fact that they are lumbering and you can't kill them and they're unstoppable, but like with death, I mean, accidents happen all the time. And that's sort of what made the first final destination, at least 
like one of those movies where I held it in high regard as far as like a horror movie. I was like, oh, I mean, even back when I really didn't care as horror, care for horror as a genre when I was younger, I knew Final Destination. I was like, yeah, but you don't fuck with Final Destination. Like, that's that shit. Mm -hmm. Now, with Final Destination 2, it's interesting because that came out three years later in 2002 or 2003, I think. Um, And I was, by the time this movie had come out, I had, I was already like a junior in high school and a friend of mine was talking about Final Destination 2 and a few of us, we turned and we were like, what? There's a sequel to that movie? Like we had no idea. We, I thought it was like direct to video. It was so bad. I, mm. I didn't know it was ever theatrically released. So we watched that and it was one of those movies that was so bad it was good type of thing and then the third one was the first one that i was old enough to see in the theater and it was like my first like final destination experience in the theater thing and yeah i i think that one tie, tied with the first one might be the one i've seen the most is the third one really interesting yeah mary elizabeth winstead are you shitting me right oh my god i mean it those kids they were the class of 05 i was the class of 05 so it was like it was literally my <laughs> final destination, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, for me, like the first two were kind of felt, they feel pretty equal in my mind into like as to how many times I watched them. Hmm. I watched them both a lot, but I still feel like the, I think the most memorable opening tragedy is probably the second one to me like that car crash is just like etched into my mind well it, it felt I mean, it felt the most vivid to me at least out of the first two when i i guess um, it just depends on how you live your life because a plain one it's it's definitely more relatable to me be, but then again i got that dog in me i'm always yeah. in the air well, i'm I, always on them jets I, I think for me at least when i was younger watching the first two the plane crash is obviously horrifying because it's a plane crash and it, it's like the main thing we all think about when, you, when we get on a plane. But like rewatching it just the other night, the plane crash sequence, like it was great and effective and everything, but like it wasn't that specific in how you see mm. everyone die. Whereas the the pileup, really? the pileup felt like everyone got a pretty unique. It just felt like, I don't know, you were really seeing everything happen one by one a little more mm. than the plane where it just seemed like, oh, someone's getting sucked out and half the planes just exploded. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get that. But uh, it was still effective for me because it's sort like when you're on the road. Sure. The the final destination to crash thing. Everyone's like, that's the thing. OK. The log thing, everyone knows, well, then I'm just not going to be behind the log truck. That's how mm. everyone thinks when, whenever they're yeah. behind the truck, they're like, okay, I'll just move then. Yeah, but he spilled and coffee And crisis averted. If you spill coffee, it doesn't matter where you are. You're getting that log. Yeah, you're getting logged to the face. But with Alex Browning in the first one, the plane, like, when you're on that plane, you're on that plane. You're yeah. done. I don't know. That one feels because you're trapped. You know, there's nowhere you're going. If I'm on the road and something's going down, I feel like I'm swerving. You know, I'm I'm shifting. I'm 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 becoming Dominic Toretto. There's no stopping me. I become one with my car. But 
I, I get it. That one's more effective to you. So how about the third one? Did I mean, okay, let's go through it. If we're ranking I, well, the, the yeah, initial... So, so we're just talking about yeah. the tragedies of each one? Yeah, yeah, let's kick it off. Because um, these are all so formulaic, and there's nothing yeah. really different about them except for how they treat the framing device of the premonition and the actual, like, event, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the... Well, <laughs> I think the worst one to me. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go. Well, what? How do you want me to do it? If it's no, no, go. No, please tell me the worst one. But if it's not the exact same worst one I have, I don't know how we continue this friendship, I, let alone this podcast. I would be surprised if you don't think the worst one is the fourth one. That's what I'm saying. I was worried that you were going to come in here with some contrarian, like, <laughs> bullshit. The fourth one is misunderstood type take, and I was not well, ready or here for it. Well, I'll just give a it. spoiler alert. The fourth one is just the worst one oh, across, it's dog across shit. the board. It is so but bad, it, I couldn't believe it, honestly. <laughs> it there There are reasons for why it is so bad, but also... Uh, it does have one of my favorite deaths. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, just in general. I mean, we can uh, hone in on the on the 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 race car crash more, but it, the fourth one felt like uh, it was like a film school project or something. Like everything felt so low budget and just hacky. It felt like, yeah, it felt like, a, oh. it felt like porn quality, like production. Like here's where I tell you that <laughs> the script is a first draft that was written right before the writer's strike of oh. 2005. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they <laughs> just had to get it into production as quickly as possible right. to get everything going. And I will also tell you the fourth movie is also the highest grossing of the entire franchise, Jesus. bringing in $155 million. Um, but oh. you got to remember, it's that thing that studio execs bank on. It's the, hey, we'll tell them it's the last one. And if everyone thinks it's the last one that yeah, gets you in there and I, also that 3D. Oh. It's an extra like five bucks per ticket and everyone thinks it's the last one. So you got to see it. So they, they yeah. got people coming both I, ways. I did notice that. Yeah, it was called the final destination. Yeah. Um, and if that's what they were plan truly planning, like what a pathetic send off that would have been. Uh, right. It was dog shit. Yeah. That it, yeah, the fourth one, thank you. Uh yeah, it is absolutely the worst in the in the franchise. Yeah. But I mean, it does have one of the best kills because can I mean, are we hopping around or, or uh, do we want to go like des or destination uh, by destination? What are we doing? We can just hop around, I guess. Say okay. say what you want to say. Okay. The racist. <laughs> because I, they didn't give him a name. That's how he was credited in the credits. I don't know if you went to check I, it out after, but no. Yeah, I mean, the man had a swastika on one arm. He 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 was like doing. He he was dragging a um a crucifix down the street. But the fact that he died with his tow truck dragging him 
of like his body engulfed in flames while why can't we be friends played over his uh radio <laughs> and um yeah fuck i forget his name i forget how to pronounce it mckelty uh the dude who played bubba gump from uh forrest gump oh wow yeah he was realize. in number four yeah um he is the unfortunate subject of this racist ire throughout most of the movie mm-hmm. or throughout most of the movie, this racist is in. And he's looking out his window and just seeing this racist dude being dragged across like the pavement, just torched. And it was, it's one of the dumbest fucking deaths because like, here's the thing. I kind of hate when in this, in this franchise death starts just like, moving shit yes but like i noticed it i think the most egregious one to me was uh the like these characters were so forgettable in four like oh, i don't for sure it was, yeah. i think it was oh. like it was like a mo- it was like the mother of two who was yeah yeah it, she was it, uh she was credited as the milf oh my god yeah like there there was like a hairspray can that was just moving across the table. Yeah. And I was like, death, yeah. death might as well just come in and just pick shit up and like start doing stuff. Right. Like it was, I hated that shit because all the, yeah, the can was on the other edge of the table and there was an open, uh, like flat iron and the can just moved slowly towards the flat iron until it was I, in, in the clasp <laughs> of it and heated the can up. And it was like, that's the laziest fucking shit. Like you're not even trying at this point. Give me, give me anything. Yeah. And I think too, the, I noticed a lot of, I felt like they were saying as well, or the number two, uh, just across the whole franchise. I noticed also that a lot of water based kills, like a a lot of does love water. Like, I feel like water is death's just like, uh, go to like, it's just the, the ace in the hole. Like maybe death tries to come People with better are clumsy stuff as shit. and he's just like, ah, there's always water. Yeah, there's always you know water. That around. old chestnut. Let me, you know what I, you know what I haven't done in a while? <laughs> the old, the old slippity dip. Yeah. Just like water dripping out of somewhere to, uh, okay. We, uh, dude. There's a guy who works at one of the other warehouses at my job, and I heard today that he didn't he didn't slip on water, but he did like pass out and fall and just hit his head on just straight concrete pavement. Jesus. Yeah. So he didn't die, but I mean, he'll never be the same again. Wow. Um, but actually, the water thing reminds me because water is actually the fir- the very first. Um, non-tragedy kill in the first movie with the Todd character. Um, but it, death made it look like a suicide. I, well, that's what I was going to say is cause I, death is all over the fucking I, place. I forgot about that detail because the Todd character is in the bathroom. He's like thinking about shaving. And he's like going to take a shower or something and water. No, and then he decides to take another shit. He takes, oh, well, yeah. he starts off. That dude, he doesn't do anything in this movie, but no. take shits left and right. Yeah. He starts off yeah. by telling Devin Sawa, hey, we got to... No, he goes, 
we gotta take a big let's go take a shit because <laughs> like, if we're on this fucking plane and these ladies smell our goddamn shits i love that they're <laughs> like, all from new york but he's just he like is, the most he is from new york he may as well have been chopping on a cigar and like kicking a cab across like when they were walking up to the airport like shouting like i'm walking in yeah like um uh, but yeah de- like the so the water that leaks out that makes him slip and get strangled on the thing like it just seemed like yeah death really had a plan and he and it made sure that it's got to look like a suicide like i can't have people right. thinking that this guy just slipped on a thing so i'm like man death is really but then like i felt like the the other ones look like freak accidents so yeah. why couldn't todd just look like a freak accident where he slips and hits his head on the bathtub and I mean, you could still have it to where like something is tied so people can think like, oh, maybe he tried to hang himself. The thing broke and he hit his head. It still looks suspicious. But instead, they make it look like a full on suicide and everything else in the movie. They're freak accidents like um, my boy Stifler, Sean Williams Scott, who is in this movie for no goddamn reason (laughs) and miscast all to hell. Uh, He gets the top of his head chopped off. He with like shrapnel or something yeah he had such a smaller role than i remembered well yeah it's because american pie hadn't come out yet like he had mm. already filmed it but it, he, the world didn't know yeah you know stifler mania hadn't uh hadn't dropped yet right but uh yeah so todd he's gone but via suicide stifler gets the top of his head chopped off um the death in this movie that fucked me up for the longest time, funnily enough, is their teacher, Miss Luton. Huh. Okay. Yeah. For whatever reason, what stuck with me the most is like, if I have something that's warm in a cup that's cold <laughs> no. or vice versa, yeah. it could explode and hit me in the neck and I'm fucked. So then I, I just became very aware of like the temperature of whatever I was putting in something else ever ever since I still do it to this day it's weird the shit that sticks with you but that one stuck with me but now watching it I'm just like this is the most cartoony bullshit that could never happen her computer is like shooting flames into the air flames and sparks after she um like a little bit of vodka got into the monitor Alex breaks into her house like the entire knife block falls into her chest. That's a death that like I really like. That's where the Rube Goldberg machine of it all was like hitting for me because none of this shit like would ever happen. But the calamity of it all and then Alex Devonsawa coming in and seeing all the knives in her and like pulling it out. And like looking at it and being like, I look guilty as fuck. I got to get out of here. And like there's fire around him, blood all over everything. And he runs and the house explodes. And Stifler's outside and just like, hey, what are you doing in there, man? (laughs) I was like, come on. Uh, Good shit. Yeah, just riding his bike at night. Yeah, like a (laughs) fucking creep. Yeah. Um, Oh, God. Yeah. Well, that's like another thing through these five films where – Obviously, some of the deaths, it's like, yeah, anyone would die to that. But there there were quite a few where I'm like, you're like, I feel like the human body has more is a little more resilient 
than uh, sure. so, some of this shit. Like it just feels like <laughs> you slip in the slightest way in your body. Like in five, in the fifth one, like the woman who uh, went to go get LASIK or something, how she falls out the window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, her definitely, but also. Um, the gymnast, oh. like your body doesn't just fold in half like that. Like, I think Yo. I think you would like you'd hurt yourself for sure. You might break your neck, but like your body isn't just going to like crack in half from the fact that I don't know if you caught this. The instant her body cracked in half. It, it was like an 80 yard line, but someone said, don't touch her. Like they'd be able to save her. Yeah, like, it would just fold her back. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um yeah, that but I did love that death because I mean that one had bones, but in the fourth movie, the woman who gets caught on the escalator, her legs are going into the motor and the gears of the escalator and it's like she's got gumby legs. There's no bones there or anything. I, it's just meat. Yeah, like I would assume also that 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 there's some sort of like sure there'd be some sort of like fail safe in there it wouldn't just grind hard (laughs) faster and hard enough to just destroy you no that's the problem is like the fail safe is bone that girl they couldn't feel bone so it's like keep grinding until we get to the bone that's how we know we've hit a person no bone no stop you know keep going yeah um i did want to shout out a trope that I noticed over uh, the course of this franchise is the character who shouts some variation of I'm going to live forever. I'm never going to die because even in a vacuum, that's wild to say, but after escaping like near death and then seeing people around you dying to then shout, like I'm never going to die is just come on, man. Like it's coming for us all one way or the other. Yeah, like that's Bush League. Like you're next. Like, come on. Like you're begging death to like, oh, oh, you're never going to die. I'm never going to die. Like death is going to bend you over and fuck your shit eight ways from Sunday. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the first person who said I wanted to shout him out is my boy, Kerr Smith, who played. Uh, I I can't remember his fucking name, but he was the jock in the first one. Yeah. Who? Oh, Carter who had like the black spiked up hair and the muscle car and everything. The one mm-hmm. who gets pancaked by the sign in France at the end. I, I enjoyed his whole, like his just aggression through the entire yeah. movie. He just came up to Devin. song. he's like, Oh, you got your visions. You see things. And it's like, bro, he pulled you off of a plane that just blew up. Like <laughs> a little gratitude, just a little bit of gratitude. Yeah. Now I, for sure. I did actually really like his character. Um, overall. He is from Dawson's Creek. Just oh, shout out to that. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, just his whole. Um, yeah, just his vibe of like, I control my destiny and like just having mm-hmm. the like the, the whole like free will angle. I mean, it's I'm grasping at straws with any of these characters across all sure, these sure. films. Like at least they gave him like, it feels like the first movie, at least they gave a few characters. They uh, gave people something, a few characters, a little handful of something to work with. Yeah. Uh, and some, a little detail I did like is in the scene where he's talking about controlling his destiny and how he's gonna like, he's like, fuck death and everything. And they get stopped on the train tracks. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but after um, Devin Sawa pulls uh, Carter from the car and the train comes through and everything. Um, 
Carter stands up and he's pissed himself. Oh, I th- yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was like a great little touch that like that's shit you don't see in other horror movies where like, well, I think maybe once like someone goes up against like Freddy or Jason or Michael Myers or something and they like piss runs down their leg. But you only like everyone's one. But like that was like a nice little touch to his character, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. After that, I feel like every movie, it's like, hey, you know those characters we had in the first one? Do that, but eh, a little bit less. Like, they just, <laughs> it's yeah. slight digressions with each movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it definitely got worse and worse. I feel like they, the the first real effort they made, I think, was probably... It was just like a gradual fall off until the fifth one where I feel like they tried. You think so? Well, what? at least with the main guy and his girlfriend, they at least tried to inject some. Oh, I mean, what? my. Like, you're giving Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead no credit whatsoever. I feel like that's when Juice got reinvigorated, baby. <laughs> in, well, I liked her. Like, she was one of the better protagonists for sure. But that's um, all I'm saying. But like. Outside, like of, for me, outside of her, like, well, I don't know. The, like, it was a two-hander. It was Mary Elizabeth Winstead and my boy Ryan Merriman, the former Disney Channel uh, original movie <laughs> yeah. King. I don't know. Do you what, remember that what, guy from those movies? Wasn't, yeah, wasn't he in Luck of the Irish? Yes, he was in Luck of the Irish and in Smart House. Oh, he yeah, was the, Smart He House. was the son. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. Oh, I was going to say, it seemed like Final Destination is like the home of like yes. comedic actors who never like made well, like not even like young comedic not, actors who never. Uh, yeah, it, I think there's it's just it's where actors go who just never popped. Not even comedic, but like young teen, like heartthrobs like in Devon Sawa, you got. I mean, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she's doing okay. You know, she's still popping up in things. Mm-hmm. AJ Cook, look, not I'm not shitting on AJ Cook. She did like a million episodes of NCIS or something, where she's getting like a steady paycheck. She's getting she's getting hand over fist money. But Allie Larder, mm-hmm. I'm going to say right now, she's a piece of shit. You know that, right? She's like a racist piece of shit. I know. I don't know anything about her. What, wh- oh, uh, there's some shit that came out about her and how like during her time on Heroes, she was very <laughs> difficult to work with with her um, black co-star Whoa. who um, said that she made it very difficult to like be on set and things and very uncomfortable. And she like came out with a half-hearted like notes apology app like thing a few days after so yeah Allie larder piece of shit dog shit glad she that's why we don't see her in anything it's not because um you know she can't act and she's bad at it it's because hollywood's canceled her because she's a bad person so we got her but then in the other movies you got i mean you're saying the guy in the fifth one was good but well look i'm mainly saying that compared to like what we got with the fourth one. You got to let the fourth one go. The fourth one is just dog shit. It is the worst. I feel like I mean, I, I w- I'm just, I guess overall I'm saying some of the characters in the fifth mm. one are more memorable than. Oh, for sure. The fourth one. 
But yes, again, without a doubt. Well, we got Keckner in the fifth one, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's still not saying much, but uh, it's I, I'm taking what I can get here. That's fair. That's fair. So, um, I mean, we're hearing a lot of positives. What didn't work for you in this franchise? <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, the mytho- the lack of any sort of coherent mythology or rules to mm. anything that's going on was definitely like my biggest, biggest hang up for sure. Um, I also didn't love how like it, it, they seem to get progressively more. And I feel like with the fifth one, they toned it back a teensy bit in some spaces, but the fourth one, again, like it felt like there was a, a ramp up with just like, I don't know. There's a lot more like just nudity and like Hmm. blatant kind of just like trashiness to appease like whatever. um, Yeah. Like they started to like want to succumb to like the lowest common denominator. It felt like whereas before, at least in the first one, it felt very not like super highbrow or anything, but it it felt like a different type of horror movie. Yeah, and with the first one, I liked more of the kind of like just the idea of and I feel like they could have leaned into it even more, but kind of having this little like ragtag group of um, survivors an unlikely uh, cast of characters who have to like come together to solve this sort of uh, supernatural mystery that's fucking with them. Um, Yeah. And at a certain point, yeah, everything feels so disparate like just the 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 thing of like maybe one or two characters care and them just running around town being like hey you're gonna die and then people yeah. dying and they're like oh let's go to the next person it's like <laughs> all right yeah i i kind of hate that each it's either they're too late for like that seems to be the the formula it's okay we have this big thing that happens. We figure it out and we try to tell everyone and they all think that we're lying. And then the first person dies on the list and then we realize that it's for real. So we try to go to the next person, but they don't believe us and then they die anyway. And then we go to the next person and we get to them just in time, but then something else happens and then they die anyway. And conti- that continues. And the problem with that is if you don't have interesting characters or cool set pieces for these deaths, you start to really notice the formula and the formula becomes so formulaic that you're just like, okay, well I'm wait, I'm waiting for you to get to the next point. Whereas like I wasn't with the first one because the first one is such a fun, like ride to me. Uh, the second one, I got no time for the second one. The second one feels so really? half-assed. Yeah, it's it's so weird because, and I'm I'm t- I told you my history with it specifically because of the mindset I was in when I saw it was this movie. I had no idea this movie existed. I saw no promotion for it when I was a teenager. The mm-hmm. only like the first inkling I had of it was a friend of mine saying, "Oh yeah, that movie came out, and I have it on DVD." So. I thought like it just went straight to DVD and all this. So watching it, it felt low budget and just bad to me. And then rewatching it now, I'm like, okay, I hate, I hate the way that she gets the premonitions and sees what's going to happen to these people. Because in the first one, it was like little clues and hints. 
that Devin Sawa would see. Mm-hmm. And then the second one with this lady, Kimberly, it was straight up like she was transported into whatever was going to happen. Sometimes, you know, like she saw the van going into the lake and she was like, I could taste the water in my mouth. Yeah. But then other times she saw pigeons and then ran to the like the the boy and the mom and was like pigeons. And it turned out to be a sheet of glass that pancaked the little fucker. So, yeah, I did. It was. Yeah, I didn't like I didn't love the visions, but I will say those visions were better than the like stock 3D visions in. Oh, in fuck. Four yeah. Four. Yeah. Uh, but I the, they were so ass in four there because oh, there there wasn't any extra visions in five. Right. Or there were. But they weren't as heavy handed. They were sort of as they, but they still did the 3D thing. But like, it wasn't as like clip art, like, ooh, snakes, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was, but that that's the thing. That's part of the reason why three works for me the best is because of the device and how they show. Uh, oh, Julie is her name, right? Wendy? No, Julie is her sister. Um, Wendy is Mary Elizabeth Winston's character's name, but, um, yeah, the pictures, the digital camera. Yeah. Which was yeah. of the time, very 2005, 2006. I had one of those fucking cameras and just seeing that shit, it, it felt like that's how you weave it in. If you're going to like do this a little bit differently, show like, give me something new. And that was something new. Mm. And in four, it, it, it felt like just so lazy and five i don't really remember as like vividly what the um device was but i think it was still 3d oriented because that one was also shot in 3d oh 3d uh yeah i know it was a dark time in cinema for everyone um yeah i don't know the whole final destination 2 thing i in, I will say that in rewatching it, it definitely, well, I don't think, I don't think any of these are particularly that great. I think the first one mm. is quaint and works for what it is. Well, don't rank them yet. Don't rank them yet. No, save well, it. no, I'm not. But I just think in two, like it didn't hold up as well as it did in my child brain, but mm-hmm. I still don't think it was like. I, I think it was as budget like I, I don't I don't remember it feeling low budget at the time and it didn't seem low budget. Um, For whatever here. reason, I can I feel it more in two than I do in one. And I I, I don't know huh. if that's just because one I saw when. I was the age you saw two. Like it's reversed. Mm. Mm-hmm. like for me two came out when i was a cynical teenager you know who the the glean and the sheen of uh hollywood has already been rubbed I mean, off I, I already saw the rough edges i mean at the end of the day budget really doesn't mean anything because like i'm looking at the budgets now and like the budgets just increasingly go up so mm-hmm. And I mean, Final Destination 4, a.k.a. The Final Destination, has a higher budget than the first two combined. It's almost... um, It's that 3D, man. And it's just like, 
man, that seemed lower budget. Well, and they had to get Keckner to play ball. No, the fourth he's one. He's the fourth one. Yeah. Oh shit, he was in the fifth one. Yeah. yeah. But, well, but who the fuck was in the fourth one? Actually, Final Destination Four had the the highest budget of all of them. Highest budget and the highest return. That's what I'm saying. It put its money where its mouth is. Crazy. The fifth one actually did really well too. Because, and we can talk about it now, because you have seen it, full spoilers for this franchise. That can't be why. Yes. That is definitely why. It was... People heard the, like, uh, word of mouth, like, people know. Like, whenever anyone is talking about the Final Destination franchise, everyone says, like, okay, you see that fifth one yet? And when people say no, they're like, talk to me when you have just it, come back and talk to me when you have. Don't. No one should be saying this. It was such a throwaway. Like I. Are, what? Come no, on. No, it wasn't, dude. They it, planned look, that whole thing. This was planned. Look, it was fun, but this was the kind of thing where someone's like, "What if, dude? What no, no, if?" No. And then, and then they just made a movie out of it. Like there was nothing that like. No, they've been planning for it to tie back in for a very long time. Yes. (laughs) How much planning do you need? It's like they're just they're just random characters on the back of the fucking plane. No, man, it's been look. (laughs) These are all puzzle pieces. You don't understand. I mean, there's no it. Like it was a fun little oh, I see what they did there kind of moment. But like to say it was anything other than just like a fun little like, oh, wow, they loop into each other. And this was actually a I mean, to call it even a prequel again, there's no like thread through the through oh, all it's these a prequel, baby, through all these movies. It, it's just but also I feel like this fucks <laughs> things up because like the, the first movie. And the second movie, like the second movie, they make this whole thing like it's the anniversary, the one year. And it's like, why yeah. is no one talking about the one year anniversary of the fucking bridge collapse? <laughs> well, the bridge collapse just never happened. It's not a big deal. Do we talk about the day before 9-11? Do you know what happened before 9-11 the day before on 9-10? So the bridge collapse isn't as big a deal. A whole fucking as- plane blew up, Nathaniel. How many, how, how many, there's so many plane crashes. How many bridge collapses are there? Quite a few. I also want to know how a group of riders came up with like <laughs> race cars exploding and tires chopping off people's heads before they got to bridge collapse. Like the bridge collapse feels like more of a thing <laughs> to me, but I well, don't know. Um, I don't remember... <laughs> Well, I do. Okay. So I believe that the writers for the second one, what they wanted to do initially was a hotel fire, but that was struck down. So then they decided, okay, like the writer, he happened to be driving uh, back home to Canada or from Canada or some shit like that. And he was behind a logging truck and he was like, I got it. And then created that thing. So I don't know if, Whoever wrote the fourth one was just riffing off the whole. Oh, the person who did the fourth one also did the second one. So that's why they did the race car thing. I think it's because he was like, well, I did a highway. 
I think roads Gotta are like cars. my thing. Yeah. My thing in the Final Destination franchise is roads. Mm, so yeah, got it. I already did the, the long highway. I got it. What's people? What do people expect now? Uh, I also you know? love that like it wasn't just the cars flying into the crowd, but yeah, it was like it was the, the entire the whole stadium structure was just like <laughs> crumbling. It's like okay, um, God. I don't know. So fucking but dumb. So was I guess to get back to the opening tragedies, is the is the plane your favorite or is the uh roller coaster your favorite? It's I feel like the plane is more like in my DNA, but the roller coaster uh the roller coaster is more fun, I feel like, because it has more like you were saying earlier you're kind of um knocking the airplane for not having singular deaths whereas the roller coaster i feel like it has those isolated moments where you see people fly off and you like people get impaled or beam their head on something you know or get pulled apart in some fashion on the roller coaster so um damn i'll say airplane for like shock because at the time that was just like unheard of. And then mm-hmm. like even still seeing it is like fuck, man. Um, but the roller coaster for I'll say like inclusive in inclusivity. How do you say that? Inclu- inclusivity? In- for include yes. It's so hard for me to say that because I I myself I don't believe in such like mm. I'm so like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like me only. Right. My my way, my way only. No one else. Uh, yeah. So I'll say that. Why? What's yours for opening? Are you down? Is that it? Number two for you? Um, I mean, I still got a soft spot for two. I, I think the plane is. I mean, yeah, it's probably the most iconic, and mm-hmm. I probably felt the most like. I feel like the buildup was maybe the best for the plane. Um, well, I it definitely, because that's the, it, you only get one shot to do something like they did where you take everyone by surprise. And you did mm-hmm. that. You could only do that in the first final destination. Everyone after that, everyone knows what they're getting when you show up to the theater. But that one, whoo wee boy, howdy. Like when I saw that they showed it in the trailer which seems like a mistake now, but even then it shocked me in the trailer, you know? So yeah, I mean, it did its job. I, I think every, every opening tragedy aside from the race car track inherently has the, Mm -hmm. there's like a built in fear to some degree to all of them. Sure. But yeah, I feel like the plane, like the roller coaster, like, and especially like roller coasters that are like a pop-up fair, you know, like those things are held together by fucking bubble gum, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then the bridge, I don't know how many people get scared on a bridge, but obviously it's. I actually hate going over bridges, but yeah. that has more to do with like me, my fear of like a tire going out and losing control mm. of the car yeah. and me going off the rail. I- <laughs> I will say though that maybe of all the uh opening tragedies like I think the uh bridge collapse is the one where I could picture 
I could I like I want to like do an edit where you play that whatever that song is the bum, 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 like it just felt like <laughs> there was so much like just like the bubbling tar thing it was just like, yes. it was just like all these da, 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 it was da. like the most comical like these road like these construction guys like nothing's above board there's just like yeah. <laughs> rickety shit all over the place like it's just like or a play fucking uh yakety sack yeah it's just like how much below board uh shit like the city just rented like uh like unlicensed like it was just like there was so much shit like that that just felt funny to me but um yeah that was nuts and I mean, I guess another part of uh, the whole like five, like the fifth movie that I did enjoy. We're talking about like the mythology that they could have done and they that they didn't do, but what they did do in the fifth one that I really liked is Tony Todd sort of introducing the aspect of like, hey man, if you uh, kill somebody, maybe death. Uh, lets you live maybe lets you go <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah <laughs> death is crazy you know what i mean <laughs> i was like yo what <laughs> that was sick i'm like okay now we have chaos in the mix because death if death has a design but you tell me that if i give death another person like we've yeah. been in, we've already been told like birth can interrupt death's design and i don't know if i like that or hate that like we can talk about that but this aspect of it is also cool. Well, where it's like, who, who's willing I, to kill to I, live? Yeah. Well, it, it makes me think of, like that specific aspect, which could have been flushed out more. I think, and maybe been it will be. We still have time, but it makes me think. It reminds me of, and I feel like we've talked about this movie. And my instinct is that you didn't like it for whatever reason. I can't remember, but that kind of setup of passing death off to another person kind of reminds me of uh it follows with the mm. um i guess for anyone who hasn't seen it it's like a teen kind of um you know art house teen uh like horror movie thing but the whole conceit of it is there's this like completely unknowable like sexually transmitted disease between these kids where that, like that's how it's passed on so if you have it this like kind of shape-shifting um f entity is consistently pursuing you at all times and if it gets you it's going to kill you but the only way to get rid of it is to just run away until it catches up to you again or if you have sex with someone it passes to them but then if it kills them it comes back to you so it's like you're trying to convince the next person to like <laughs> run away indefinitely and keep having sex with people over and over again and hope that it never gets back to you. But, but yeah, they could have done, but like in it follows, it felt much more fleshed out. Um, and right. like in that, whereas this, it felt a little throw, like just with that one character, uh, the, I don't remember his name, but who oh, you mean Peter who went, <laughs> is that, Oh, is that Peter? Um, <laughs> yeah. but him who, uh, went psycho at the end but fun fact about peter if that is his name he was that is that is his name he was in uh i won't remember his name here but he was a um in a single episode of mad men in oh wow in season two 
I believe. Um, well, shit, man. We can all do this. The he, guy who he, plays Sam, he played the fucker in Heroes who dated Hay- uh, Hayden Panettiere oh. in season two. You remember that, right? He, oh, yeah. he could fly. Oh, I think you watched think Heroes season like, two. No, nah, I didn't watch you Heroes know, at all. You did. You didn't um, see Heroes at all? All right. No. That's our next podcast. Wasteland Heroes. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. I'm um, kidding. I'm fucking kidding. Um, okay. How did you feel about um, the warehouse? Not the warehouse, but the uh, hardware store deaths in FD3. Yeah. Between the I, uh, scene kids. Fi- yeah. Final Destination 3 for me was like, as everything was happening, I was like, yeah, I remember this. I remember this. So okay. I had definitely seen it. Um, at least once, maybe twice though. I don't know. I, I remembered a lot of it, but, um, yeah, those, those were good deaths. I definitely remember that sequence. Um, special, uh, little tie in between our other podcast, shout out wasteland high, the young actress who gets the nail gun nails to her head. Mm-hmm. She will be singing the intro to one of the, uh, Degrassi seasons that we cover. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. She's a Canadian actress and uh, singer. So yeah. Um, Canada. <clears throat> yeah. Well that, that was like one of the deaths that I'm like, <sighs> I don't know. We need the Mythbusters to like figure that out. Cause I, I just <laughs> feel like a nail gun wouldn't penetrate your entire head like that. I feel like you'd get fucked up by it, but I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I've seen it enough horror movies where people use nail guns and even action movies where they use nail guns in like wildly imperfect ways and wildly like just false ways that this is something it was as close to being real as like, I was like, all right, I'll allow it. Cause I've seen nail guns being used and in Hollywood, typically what you see them, how you see them used. I don't know if you've seen this, but you pick it up and you just press the trigger and the nail shoots out is that what you've seen yeah doesn't it have to be pressed against exact surface so the fact that like with her head every time she hit the nail gun it pressed into her and she shot forward but then her body weight pushed her back Mm. and then another nail shot into her head i was like okay even if the skull is like thicker than or like too strong to Mm. for a nail to like be pressed through by a nail gun i'm like I'll allow it because in the same franchise, we see a man get like fucking cheese grated through a fence. Fences don't do that. And (laughs) people have ribs. You know what I'm saying? Like he was all meat on top. There were no bones in people's bodies in the fourth one. No one had bones. That was one of the worst ones. Like I think the most that I'll accept out of final destination in terms of people getting sliced was the, like Uh, the drug the drug yes. dad dude in two who gets love that one um, fucking love that one yeah that w- he's one of my favorite characters in two he's <laughs> oh, i love that dude rory oh rory shout out um <laughs> yes yeah that that's i that death always stuck with me from two for sure there was a couple of deaths that i sort of forgot about a little bit in two, but mm. um that one always stuck out to me one thing that totally I guess off. Well, I guess the opposite of death is I didn't really keep track of it as much as I wanted to at one point, but I was thinking about trying to like figure out who fit this bill, but like 
there were definitely a few characters throughout the series who just didn't die. Um, and there was no like confirmation that they ever died. And yeah, and that goes back specifically the, the couple from two, right? Them for sure. Okay. The, the two, the cop and the main girl, like they, yeah, yeah. they seem to cheat death completely. Oh, you um, mean Kimberly and officer Rourke? Right, right, right. Yeah. Off- God, you would think- Officer Rourke, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A legendary um, fucking character, Officer Rourke. You would think I have the um, IMDb pages up the way I'm pulling these out, mm. but your boy's doing it off the dome. All right. Oh, I have, sure. I've got nothing else going on up here. Yeah. But what if, um, yeah. So they, yeah, like, like, yeah, they, they survived. What they, about who else? I think they were the most blatant. Um, I mean, the end of three, oh. I guess it's assumed that they're about to, like, I don't know how they'd get out of they that. They all die. No, they're dead. That's it. That's the thing. Like, and okay. So the thing with two is there's a deleted scene in three or something, or I forget if it's maybe in four, but there's a newspaper clipping about Officer Work and uh, Kimberly dying in some sort of accident. But- because it's been deleted, it's not canon. So there's that. Mm. And then at the end of three, the first ending was actually at the fair where the dude McKinley gets pancaked by uh, the hydraulic <laughs> cherry picker thing. Yeah. And that's it. And it just ends. And there's no Julie, Wendy, and fucking Ryan, Ryan Merriman, I forget his character's name, meeting up on the train. There's none of that. Mm. It just ends at the fair. So like, I remember seeing it in the theater when she has a premonition, but they can't get off the train and everything goes dark. It's like, well, that's it. They died. That was my understanding. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I don't even know what could happen to get them out of it because in all the tragedies at the beginning of these movies, when the character gets the premonition, it's always at a moment where they can get out right. of it. But that one's like the train's already running. I don't, yeah. I don't know like what they could do at that point. It, it's, it would be like if, yeah, like in the first movie, if Devin Sawa gets the vision when the plane's already like in the sky it's like yeah what do you yeah. what but then but then it's just like just again calls into question like what is the per like uh, how did they get the visions what's the it's just i don't know it's just like a thing but yeah so i mean they're definitely dead maybe it is just two because in five obviously they die in the plane mm-hmm. um and four they all and, okay. die at the end Okay. I guess it's just when, two. Yeah, it's just two. That's so weird. It is. But when it's all tied together in five, did you at least have that moment where you're like, no fucking way? Did you, or were you tracking it throughout? Uh, did you know okay. about the twist or so what? I didn't know. I didn't know about the twist, but I had, I, I mean, I think my brain was a little switched off during five mm. if you could um uh, i mean if you yeah. could possibly imagine <laughs> but there, there was one moment i think it was at the uh at the gym with right before the death that death scene in the gymnastics room where 
they're in there and on the walls it says like champions 1994 or something uh-huh. and i was like that seems like a really long time ago to have like like nothing happened since 94 for you guys Mm. um so that was like one moment where i was like is this like when is this but i just didn't really think about it too deeply after that and Mm -hmm. i i'm sure there was scenes of characters on phones but like there were yeah i that's the thing because when much like you my my brain and my girlfriend's brain we had shut them completely off because we after watching the fourth one we watched them in quick succession and after watching the fourth one we were just like fuck this like we were angry and like like i wanted to i wanted to sock somebody (laughs) and then uh, and then we watched the fifth one and again we were like okay this is like dumb but it's better than the last one and we were having fun and then the twist comes we're like holy shit and we're laughing and i was like wait no 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 does that mean and i i went back and i had to like thumb through but sure shit like people are on phones but they're on flip phones people are listening to music but it's ever clear mm. like someone makes a reference to lisa loeb i was yeah, like oh, i just come I, on i just all of those little details were totally in one ear out I know. the other but yeah yeah I, I mean i definitely i i think Anyone who was paying attention, I think, could have. I think the sure. earliest link you could have made was him talking about. It would have been a stretch, but you could have done it when he was talking about the job in Paris. I mean, just yeah, just yeah. Paris in general. You're like, well, what and other Paris is in the series? And that's what, like, what rewatching it um, this week, I was wishing that instead of the girlfriend saying you have to take this job in Paris, and everyone kept saying Paris specifically. They just said Europe instead. Be a little bit more vague. Yeah. You know? I well, yeah. So once it like did the thing where it's like, oh, I guess we cheated death. And then it was like the weeks later or whatever. The minute I saw the plane, I was like, (laughs) I was like, in my head, I was like, there's no way they're just gonna have characters getting on a plane. Like, I feel like you're not allowed to show another plane unless it has something to do with. The first one, and then let alone, and, and then lo and behold, two seconds later, you have what's his name, Carter. Yeah, they and stitch it. I was like, yeah, Carter and Alex. I was like, holy shit. Okay, all right. Yeah. So okay, the the bridge thing happened, and then two weeks later, the plane happened. So I guess the plane thing overshadows the bridge collapse. It, so maybe, yeah, maybe people did have like a memorial for the one year anniversary of the bridge collapse but it, the plane thing is like bigger news well, it again i mean clearly they got different people at the helm for each one of these and none of them are communicating like this was the original uh ryan johnson going mm. off the you know rail or you know not sticking to what like them not having a plan for that star wars um the new star wars trilogy or whatever couldn't but dude i've seen them all because, don't know shit about them but because like final destination 2 tried to set up the idea it seemed that like one year later another right. person gets the ability to see it uh, well, foresee a tragedy coming but in it's rea- not even that it's that the the whole thing about two is that it's one year later and death is cleaning up 
it from oh the previous year yeah yeah well that that was, because that's another thing they've the, the butterfly effect of it all well yeah because i totally forgot i think that's what you're referring to and that was a detail yeah. i liked about too where they had that moment towards the middle-ish mm. end where, yeah that was clunky but at least it was something where they're like wait i had a tie sure, to this yeah, person yeah, yeah. i had a tie yeah. to this person and like they all each character had a unique link to one of the tra- like um, individual deaths, yeah, um, from the first one. It's like <clears throat> at least there's like moves being made here to figure something out, and then after that, it's just like, well, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. so six or uh, five, it's like it was a cool little thing, but it definitely like. I mean, you can't even really say it was retcon because nothing's set in stone in in this uh, series at all. But yeah, it does feel kind of weird where it's like just two weeks before Final Destination one was. <laughs> but was that the first tragedy? Like, how many tragedies have there? Hey, been? man, we could come back and Final Destination six could be three days before the fucking bridge collapse. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. But what I do know is how I would rank these films and where they fall in my heart. But I don't know where you would rank them and where they would fall in yours. Uh, so overall, I would like for you to speak about this franchise, highs and lows, and like where you would like to see a sixth movie go. And then we'll wrap up with uh, rankings. Uh, so don't rank them yet. Just... Yeah, that's we'll save that for the very end. But like overall, how like what did you think about this franchise? Highs and lows, and where would you like a sixth movie to go? Well, I think the highs are that I think inherently, at least if you're just judging the formula that's established in the first movie, it feels incredibly effective. I mean, the guy who uh, I mean, James Wong, I think, who directed it. I mean, he came from the X-Files, I think. So, like, it yep. it, it has v- that very inherently enticing X-Files energy of, like, what's a tragedy that everyone thinks about? A plane crash or um, getting into a car accident. It's like there's these inherent things in our daily lives that we all kind of have this fear for, but it's like a, a risk that we all take. So it's like the inherent, yeah, there's just something inherently potent, I think, about mm. the core of what this is, like not being able to escape death, um, you know, getting away with it and then it coming to find. Like, I just, I think all that is cool and effective, but yeah, I mean, there's the opposite side of the coin is that this whole series is just for the most part phoned in um, Mm. with a few instances of like interesting ideas here and there. Um, So definitely the lows are that. Yeah. Just the, the inherent lack of mythology and anything kind of coherently tying the whole thing together. Um, I mean, some of the deaths, I don't know. Some of the deaths are, cool and funny i guess and interesting but a lot of them there just wasn't a lot of punch there to me Mm. um especially like 
I mean, almost all of them in four were just like, <laughs> oh yeah, either oh like the fucking maybe the worst one for me is the uh, in four the um, the pool his guts Ugh. getting <laughs> yeah out. through his butthole yeah it's like come on like my guy yeah I don't know um. So I I don't know. Um and I guess what what was your other prompt like where do I hope the series goes? Yeah. Yeah, well, like what do you want to see from 6 cuz we're getting it well we we're told we're getting it from Warner Brothers. We'll see cuz they make a lot of fucking promises. David Zaz love. So we'll see. But you know, God willing and the creek don't rise, let's say we do get FD6 what would you like to see in that uh, the next installment? Well, I don't know if you saw this. And in the Hollywood world, I mean, I would not, I would take this with a mm. grain of salt. But I did read on oh, the wiki. Who's writing it? Oh, I don't know if I saw that. Or who's like attached. I, I know who's attached, but go on and no, say well, what you're going to say. Yeah, I'm interested to hear that. But I just heard someone saying that at some point there was like the general idea they were toying around with was to make it about first responders uh i think maybe i heard something like that but i feel like that's sort of dipping in the territory of like flatliners yeah i mean you know that yon debont joint yeah flatliners i, I mean i would not be a project like final destination six i wouldn't be surprised if there's like been 50 different scripts and like mm. a million different ideas. So like, I don't know. I just heard that. And I think they said something like just the idea of like people who are involved with death all the time being wrapped up mm. in this. I don't know how interesting that sounds to me. Yeah, I guess it could be. But so aside from that, where would I like to see it go? I mean, it's just it feels so hard to like. Clearly, they're going to want to stick with the formula, but I just like, for the love of God, like anything that they can do to like retroactively try and tie things more together rather than just being like, oh, it's a prequel um, and just tying like one scene in at the end, like do some work and like try and like brute force a thread <laughs> through all of them or something. Um in terms of like the formula, like what, I don't know. I don't know if I've thought about like what a new tragedy could be. Um, maybe like, I'm surprised for as obsessed as the series is with water. I'm surprised they haven't done like a water world type of, uh, mm. like a water theme park or something. Maybe that's too close to three with the roller coaster. Um, what are other big things that people are, oh, maybe they'll do a fucking submarine. They'll cash in on the oh. <laughs> God. Well, I'm don't waiting. get on the I Titan mean, sub guys. Don't get on the Titan sub. Now that SNL is back and the writers have lifted the strike. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for like just a deluge of bullshit from the last eight yeah. months. Of Maybe I don't know, like a ship or a boat or something like what are, mm. what are other big things that people are afraid of? Like rock, well, like, I'm not like maybe like rock climbing or yeah, that's pretty niche. Like yeah, but I'm not opposed to the hotel thing. 
Because again, you sort of have people from all walks of life. You can bring in that Final Destination 2 element, unless you want to keep it all teenagers, at which point you can do like class trips somewhere. You know, you think it's going to be a plane or a bus or a train or something like that. But no, you know, they're in the hotel and then one thing leads to another. And then that's the Rube Goldberg thing is the hotel is like attacking not attacking them but like it's falling apart around them and someone gets them out just in time just before like maybe their floor collapses or there's a gigantic fire or something and then it goes from there you know yeah or they could do what was that or it could be a nightclub what was that um that old robert pattinson movie where at the end you find out that it was 9 11 no. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you're going there. Shit. <laughs> I mean, what's name it? Name Fuck. another tragedy. I mean, <laughs> it's the ultimate final destination. <laughs> oh god. Um. Yes. I class trip to the World Trade Center. Yeah. On September 11th. Fuck. Chill out, mom. We'll be back later. We're just going to the World Trade Centers. <laughs> it's not going to kill us to go to, like, what was the address of the, they, they have to say the entire address. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be tons of yes. fun. It's time. You Fuck. know what? It's time. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what? I'm ready to laugh. I'm ready. Yeah. I, I mean, look. I'll give them credit if they can. If someone on that team can come up with the racetrack, um, I'm sure they can come up with anything. But the racetrack was terrible, so you know. Yeah, you yeah. Gotta, back to the drawing board. You gotta do better. I mean, maybe call up the saw people because they keep coming up with saw traps. You know, mm. um, at, for ten movies. <clears throat> well, uh, this is the point where I tell you that. The people attached to the next installment of Final Destination 6 are the same team behind the recent um, resurgence in Scream, which is sort of why I chose these two franchises as ones Mm. that we would sort of deconstruct. This being, um, I mean, Final Destination being what they will tackle next and Scream being like something that they have now like breathed new life into. So you'll be able to judge whether or not this is a good or bad hmm. thing after it's all said and done. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Are you ready to rank these movies? Um, yeah, I guess so. Okay. I'm ready. Let's hear it. Just know that I don't feel strongly about any of this. Um, I guess, um, all right. I guess I feel like it's a boring ranking, but I feel Mm. like, and this takes into account my rewatch and also my history with them. I guess I just can't um, shake it. So I guess I'd probably say one two three five four probably one two three five four yeah i think so it's my safe okay my safe ranking one two three five four 
Okay. I mean, I feel like I could probably guess yours, but you can go ahead. No, I'd love for you to guess mine. Go for it. Um, I'll say yours. I mean, you were really going in on two, so I could be wrong about this, but I would say maybe yours is three one two five four or three one five two four. There's too many numbers. Okay, you said three one five two four. Three, that's one uh, my first option was three one two five four or three one five two four seldom right and wrong again on both accounts my ranking okay one Three, five, damn, two, large, big, <laughs> howling, gaping, cavernous, voyaged, empty, forever, mm-hmm. a wet fart, and then four. Right. Um, yeah, well, I'm happy to hear. I just, you were really um, hyping up three. So I thought, I don't know. It was, no, it was sounding I mean, like. I, I appreciate three, but like. I, I, it's, it's got its place. Like I love three for what it is. Hmm, okay. But yeah, it's right in the middle for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you were game to do this. Thank you for that. Mm. Um, how are you feeling about Scream? Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on that franchise before we dive into that? What are you looking forward to? Or are you looking forward to that at all? To Scream? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I'm looking forward to it more than... I mean, I think it's probably good we did Final Destination first because now yeah, I just know that even though I know that most of it is probably not going to be very good or at least I'm not going to love most of it, I at least have a stronger feeling that there's going to be more thought at least put into maybe the mythology of it or at least there's i I don't know maybe there won't be tell me why you think you won't like it i'm curious because i don't know because i thought you said that some of them are very good i mean they're not but the overall thing about scream is that it's the merit it's the meta meta narrative of the slasher genre yeah and i mean what more do we love than deconstructing shit you know and i feel like that's all scream is so if nothing else, we'll be able to dig on that for a little bit. But uh, yeah, and all of them are that. So, right. I mean, even the new ones, they are a deconstruction of like Saw and all that shit. So we'll see. I don't know. But um, hey, it's spooky season. Are there any other? I mean, is there any other spooky shit that you got on uh, your agenda that you're checking out? Any Anything that you're watching there that you wanted to bring to the show? Um... I can't remember. Well, I don't know why I watched it last month instead of this month, but um, 
I did, I can't remember if I brought this up briefly on a previous episode, but I did remember I brought it up to you at least that uh, I did watch Skinamarink finally. Uh huh. Um, like a couple weeks ago now. Mm. Um, and that was an experience for sure. Um, should I should I watch it? Like, uh, is this something that you want me to experience? Uh, I can't. All in good conscience, I can do is say the experience I had and give a bunch of caveats. I, I can't. Would it be worth discussing mm, on the podcast? That's all I need to know. I don't think. I don't think it would produce like a lengthy discussion by any means. Mm. Um, mainly because so I mean here here's what I'll say about it is that I I liked it. I, but I feel like it's very much a film where if it's going to work for you, you got to catch it and hope that you're on the wavelength with it. Cause Ooh, if you're not, you're okay. going to have a okay. bad, bad, bad time. That's it. I mean, that's kind of like the Bo is afraid uh, yeah. advice. It's, it's very much like if it hits, I think, I think it'll hit. But it's very much mm. a vibe. You got to kind of just hope that you tap into the thing. What is this fucking... You could be hosting some fucking film bro TikTok right now. It's definitely a vibe, but if you tap in, I mean, like you... It, well, it, <laughs> it literally is a vibe. This is the... it. Okay, it's, okay. It's, um, it's very, I don't know, meditative. Like there's nothing... Fucking 70 millimeter, bro. It's a vibe. There's nothing to really latch onto outside of just looking at what's happening i don't know how else to put it like um it does like i think it taps into the horror of like i don't know there's definitely like a childhood home i feel like everyone maybe to some extent maybe it's just me or select people i don't know but i feel like there's like an inherent kind of horror of like thinking about your childhood home or like hmm. at night like going to the bathroom at night and like seeing a dark hallway or something like hmm. there okay. there if there's a way to capture that energy and it's like purest form that's what skinamarink is it's like the horror of being in your house alone at night as a kid and not having like any sense of like what's down the dark hallway and never getting an answer to what's down the dark hallway Ooh. um it's this movie gives you nothing like you're not gonna get what you want <laughs> out of it but it's it's just it's i don't know it's it's just a unique experience i can't again i don't want i can't recommend it because i just don't want people to get angry at me for recommending it but um <laughs> Uh, I liked it, but I liked it. Okay. And I, okay. I had a good time with it. Um, <clears throat> try it. Like if anyone is going to watch it, watch it at night for sure with all the lights off, but make sure it's not too, too late Christ. because you might fall asleep. Um, what the fuck? 
What? Because I was like nodding off because it's very a fucking ringing endorsement for a for <laughs> for a horror movie. You might fall asleep. You might you might yeah. just tuck her out. It's, you might just get a mean nap. I mean, in. it it could possibly be the slowest horror movie of all time, but still that's still saying a, a fucking lot. All right. Well, look, man. While you're giving you're giving me a no sell on fucking uh, I'm trying Skinner to be Rink. honest because I don't want <laughs> look again like the Garofalo's through history like anyone asking you for anything you like you could have the most luxurious land and you're trying to sell it and someone's like okay i'll give you like this impressive feast or like whatever and you're like ah this land is shit you don't want this land it's got it's it's got dog shit over there i mean i can't get any crops to start i assume that i'm talking to like a bunch of film normies out there. I can't mm. like wait. I, I gotta know. I gotta cater my. You don't think we got philistines in the in the mix? I don't know. Look. Oh wait, are philistines bad or good? I forget. Look, the point is, while you're giving me your no selling skin of a rink, I was looking up um, the Saw movies because I was thinking maybe I'll just dip in all those. Oh man. Hmm. I said, oh man. Yeah, um, and they're all available on Peacock, which I have access to for stupid reasons. But I will also say that they have a movie on here called Saw 3D, The Final Chapter. And that came out in 2010. <laughs> but there's there's a new Saw out right now. Yeah. So egg on our face, egg on their face. You know, everyone was doing it. Do um, you know how, like, the first movie ends? No. Hmm. Okay. I have no, I like, I know like there's some dude who's like fucked up, like body wise, like he's fucked up. That's all I know about the Saw movies. Like his body is messed up. That's what I know. Hmm. But okay. I mean, they are a huge blind spot in the horror genre for me. Like I, because it's, I'm not into like the gore porn style yeah that i feel like that's what saw is correct me if i'm wrong but i that's what i've yeah. always understood it to be so it, i've never really like leaned into it at all but i, I mean yeah. i mean there, it, it might be fun i don't know yeah i don't know i i i do think that i, I again i have not seen many of them but i'm pretty sure that they go out of their way to like build out like a consistent mythology through the whole thing um mm. and hey carrie uh Elwes is in it the voice of that cat from that movie from studio ghibli the very same whoa um all right what i i what i can't stand about saw is just the like i don't know if they are still doing it but like the oversaturated like visual style at least of those early ones does it look like super grainy and shit it's just like really grainy like greens and like mm. just super oversaturated just muddy grossness like uh, I, I i hate the way it looks um yeah. but i actually think there was a saw movie with chris rock in it i think that was the last one i saw fuck yo did you hear he's directing a fucking mlk biopic <laughs> uh <laughs> no i did not see that yeah wow 
The world is fucking nuts right now. I love it. Oh, Spiral. Yeah. This was the last one I saw. I don't know why the fuck I watched this. What the fuck? What's Spiral? It's in the Saw franchise, so you can't skip it. It's uh, it's called what? Spiral from the Book of Saw. And it's what? it's got Chris, Chris Rock is like the main guy, the main character in it. Well, I'm anti Chris Rock ever since uh, the slap incident, so I can't give him any of my money. No, what is Spiral? What is this shit? I had no idea. Yeah, and there, I don't know that that's even and, featured on and, Peacock. And Samuel Jackson is in it too. Ah, well, Sam Jackson, and I got to give it my time. Um, wow, Rotten Tomatoes says Saw gets a fifty percent. What? I don't know. Well, um, but the audience rating is an eighty-four. They give you both the critics and the audience on uh, Peacock. Yeah, Chris Rock is like a detective in this movie. Uh, I I can't buy that. Well, if you want the whole lore, you got to. Where do I find that movie? I don't know. Fucking Spiral. And there's one called Jigsaw. So there's two non-Saw. What? Branded movies. It's. It's uh it's can I just watch like a YouTube num- video about it? Oh probably. They're numbered through Saw 6, then it's Saw 3D, Jigsaw Spiral and Saw X. Yeah, they're not on here that I can see. Like I just went to the Saw page. Well, okay, maybe I I just went to the page that had Saw, but I'll just, I'll go to the I'll just look it up and see if they got it. Damn, the budget for Saw X was 13 million dollars. That's it? What the fuck? What? Wait, Jesus. that's crazy. How did they do that? Whoa. That doesn't sound right. That's not right. That's bullshit. On a budget of 13 million. Yeah. They shot in Mexico. Maybe that's why. I don't know. That's so. What? Does money multiply low. by 300 oh, yeah. in Mexico? Because I yeah. don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, I can't believe that. That's wild. I don't like that when I type in saw that the first this the first seven results are saw related, but result number nine is everybody loves Raymond. Mm. What does he have to do with the saw averse? I don't know. Um I mean, to be fair to the saw trilogy, it seems like all of the saw budgets are incredibly low. Um I guess that's their uh, their claim to fame. That's their mo. Yeah, there's no jigsaw or like spiral or anything on Zap. So, whatever. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But uh, yeah, this has been our ranking and um, like retrospective on the FD fan- franchise. Wow, death is around us all at all times. <sighs> yep, spooky stuff. I mean, you got a lot to look forward to. I'll be talking about Saw eventually. Uh, we'll mm. definitely be coming back and talking about Scream. Um, Nathaniel, I think I want to try something maybe before each movie, or maybe as you start each movie, you you write down who you think the killer is mm. or whatever, and we I don't know. I don't know how we'll do it, but we'll do something. Okay. Um, we'll figure it out. But until next time. Goodbye. See ya. Later.